without it, your brand is just kind of sitting there looking really pretty, but it has nowhere to go. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the X agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number seven, where we are going to talk all about brand strategy versus brand design. This is something that we get questioned about a lot, is what is the difference between brand strategy and brand design? And in this industry, there are so many buzzwords following the word brand and around that word. And I think it gets really confusing on what these pieces are for your brand and what they should all entail. So we're really going to dive into the two pieces today of strategy and design and what that difference is between those two things. So we're going to take you on a little road trip today, a brand road trip. Abby's super excited. Very. And this is, if you don't know us quite yet, and this is your first time being exposed to us, Courtney is that brand genius and guru of the group, and I am the strategy SEO side of the group, so we balance each other out really nicely. So I am along on this brand road trip ride as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she's buckled in and ready to go. So what is brand strategy? Brand strategy is really that holistic plan that's crafted to help you reach your long-term business goals. So it really gets down to the nitty-gritty and addresses the who, what, why, and how of your brand. So you're really asking these more in-depth questions about your brand, who it is, who it serves, what is it, what it's about, and why it exists. So um, thinking through all of those things too, it also helps clarify those core values of your brand. So think mission, vision, along with how you'll convey all of those to your audience. So back to your messaging too. Uh, The result should be clear, concise, and compelling. And without it, your brand is just kind of sitting there looking really pretty, but it has nowhere to go. So really think of that strategy as where you take that design and that prettiness of your brand and what it really means, that story of what those visual aspects actually mean. Yeah, so you should really be answering your answering a few key questions when you think about this uh, because your brand strategy isn't something that visually sits on your Instagram feed. It's something that really like lives behind the scenes. It can honestly be written in a Word document. You don't need to have like a super fancy document, but you do need to have these questions answered. So here are a few key questions that you should be answering. If you don't have a pen or a notebook handy, we recommend you peeping back to the show notes to write these down and go through this process yourself. So one, why do you exist? What is your mission in this business? What is the big picture vision? 
When you think about each of these two, you might not know the answer before you start writing them down, but just start writing something down. Start writing what you think your mission and what you think your big picture is, and naturally the words will just kind of flow from there. So just get something started and just let your brain kind of go crazy. Uh, Another question to ask is what are the values that best guide your business? Who are your most ideal clients? Who are your competitors? What differentiates your business from those competitors? And then how does your brand communicate to its audience? So these questions are super important things to start thinking through. And again, you might not have all the answers, but if you can just really clear your mind, grab a pen and paper, sit down and digest and answer those questions from a really truthful perspective, rather than like the expectations of what you think the world has upon you, but just answering them in terms of how you really want to answer them can really help open some doors to help guide your brand strategy. And with that, what we do with our clients is we work with them through this process of building out that brand strategy um, if they have a brand or if they don't have a brand from a visual perspective. So um, when we do that, we, you know, we take them, we ask them all of these questions, we answer these questions with them, and then more times than not, we'll actually hire a copywriter because that is not Abby and I's um, expertise is writing copy, but these copywriters really can beautifully craft this brand story and really bring it to life with all of these answered questions. So with that, what we do is then we start to build these brand style guides, and these are a great way to keep all of those that brand strategy in one beautiful place. It's kind of like a brand Bible, so to say. Um, we like to also call that the compass that gives the direction for all of those branding decisions. So they're a great tool for you to follow when it comes to creating content and making any really big um, brand decisions for your company. Um, the nice thing about the brand style guides too, is that this is really a framework that can be passed to web designers, photographers, graphic designers, copywriters, um, or any other professional that might be using your brand in any part of the, the world. So if you have things that you need printed or that you need conveyed on somebody's website or that you want to share on somebody else's social, that brand style guide is really that place that you can always go back to to make sure that your brand and your voice and your tone and all of that stuff is being aligned to so that when somebody else shares it, they can align to your brand as close as possible. It's also a really good gut check. I feel like as you look at your competition and you follow people online, you'll see people dropping new products, dropping new services and offerings, and you'll think, oh, that's awesome. I could totally do that too. But it kind of, this brand style guide gives you that pause and that moment to say like, does this make sense for me? We can be, it's the awesome part about like this entrepreneurship small business space is that we can be really nimble and we can just add a new offering or a new product whenever we want. But we oftentimes don't get the chance to pause and say, is this really going to help me reach my goals? Is it going to serve my audience? Because if we pause and think through that, we'll either discover like, A, yes, this is a product that serves everyone and it will do well. Or we realize that actually this is like a total digression from where I want to go and it probably wouldn't perform well because I haven't yet attracted that audience. So maybe it's something you can put on your five-year plan, but maybe it's something you need to hone together on your brand strategy to kind of shift gears, attract a new audience before you can actually launch that offering. Exactly. 
So once you've answered all of these questions and laid out that groundwork of your brand strategy, your brand identity just kind of starts to fall into place. Um, it is the visual translation of your well thought out roadmap. So anything visual falls into this space of brand identity. So for instance, your brand's color palette would maybe not be discussed in that brand strategy session, but um, that, uh, you know, a certain style may have occurred when you were talking about your strategy. So therefore you can now bring that into this brand identity phase and really hone in on those actual visuals and define those details for that brand identity. Yeah, I think this is the part people think about when it comes to branding. <laughs> they think through the brand visuals and how that comes to life. And that part can kind of come naturally. You can look on Pinterest and see like, yeah, this is what I really like. This is what I gravitate towards. This is what my audience is going to like. This feels like me. But we forget about that very first step of yeah. like, well, what actually feels like you? And that's what can make you so unique in this space because it can really call out like the difference and the uniqueness that you bring into the field versus your competitors. This is probably the more fun and <laughs> sexy part for people is the, the brand identity section. But again, it's going to feel so much stronger and so much more personable and authentic if you already have that brand strategy um, outlined and you know, figure it out versus just starting with that visual aspect of the brand because you really want to make sure that everything aligns. And if you start with your brand identity first before your strategy, you might start to realize that like your visual approach or your colors or your typography or something like that might not fit exactly the audience that you're going for. So really defining that first step is is the main goal here. But then mm -hmm. you can get into the fun visual part of it yeah. and um, ask yourself certain questions when that comes along. Yeah. So even with this visual part being the fun part and the part that we can all like even as non-brand people can resonate with and understand, there still is so much to it that you have to think through. Um, it's not just as simple as choosing a color or choosing a font. There's so much more that goes into it. So um, think about things like is your brand sophisticated? Does it need to be a little bit more modern? Um, would you consider using black as a primary color, for example? Is that, are those things that really resonate with your audience? Do you want to exude fun and cheerfulness? Maybe orange is going to be a really, really good option for you. Um, look at Duo Collective. I feel mm -hmm. like that's a really good, uh, we're a really good example in that space. Uh, take a peek at what your competitors are doing. Are they doing it well? Does their voice on Instagram resonate well with what their brand looks and appears like across all platforms? If so, maybe they're a really good person to take note on and um, use as inspiration. And if not, maybe you just need to take note of that, of what's not working. And then ask yourself questions like, how does this make me feel? When you start sourcing inspiration, especially from Pinterest, that's oftentimes where we go at the beginning and where we tell our clients to go to, is just ask yourself as you're sourcing through content, what makes you feel good? What makes you feel excited? And also take note of those things that you don't like, because that can be a really good guide to know what to avoid as you start crafting those brand visuals. Yes. Um, other things to consider when developing your brand identity are the meanings behind all of these things. So the meanings behind colors, behind typefaces, behind photography styles and approaches. And you might think that we're crazy for saying this, but these all have meanings behind them. They're not just a pretty visual uh, that you see on an Instagram feed or that you see in somebody's logo. Um, they all have more psychological background to them and you'd be, you'd be 
impressed with the amount of things <laughs> that you can learn if you just Google what one color could mean. So it's really interesting to kind of dive into the meanings of all of these things and why you chose what you chose to represent your brand visually. So with this little road trip, we're going to pretend to build out a new road trip um, on something that we would like to go on. So let's say we want to go somewhere warm, relaxing, but we also want a bit of adventure sprinkled in there too. So now we're going to ask ourselves questions and we're going to kind of build this visual brand right here with you. All right. So Courtney, you tell me if we were going on this adventure, what color would you choose? Well, since we're going somewhere warm and relaxing, but we also want a bit of that adventure sprinkled in, I would say we choose kind of these yellows and oranges. Um, the reason behind that is because, first of all, these are very warm and invigorating colors. So they make us feel warm and they make us feel comfortable, but they also are very stimulating. Uh, they stimulate our nerves, our glands, and our brain, making us more alert and energized. Uh, yellow actually boosts our memory and it encourages communication. It's a color that promotes activity and interaction. Whereas orange is um, connected with high energy and vibrancy, uh, also a vibrant social environment. It's a very active color, so we respond to it with these heightened emotions, increased activity, and sharper awareness of our surroundings. We like to think of orange as saucy, vibrant, and fun. So I think if we're going for the warm and the fun, these two colors are very strongly tied to those feelings that we have. So I think the next thing that we want to dive into is font style, and this can be something that even from my space, I'm definitely not, I don't have the same brand brain as Courtney does. Fonts can be beyond confusing and there are so many fun fonts out there that you can go crazy. Um, so with this adventure, Courtney, what font style would you choose? We would definitely go with either a slab serif or a sand serif. And that reasoning is because both of these are very modern. They're very simple. They're easy to read, but they can also be bold and a little bit trendy too. Um, and they're also friendly. So they don't have too much going on, which makes them kind of more modern and easy to read. But like, because you can play with the boldness of them, that's what makes them a little bit more of that like fun and trendy. If you were to go with something that was different, let's say a serif versus a sans serif, you're going to kind of tap into that a little bit more high end, a little bit more elegant or sophisticated. And then even if you went to the other side of it, of, of script font, you're getting even more high end. Um, but again, you can have a little playfulness with like a fun script. But in this instance, we really want to just keep it more modern, more friendly and more trendy. So we would stick with that slab serif or that sans serif for this. And I'm going to ask kind of a, a question that I feel like a lot of other people that are non-brand designers might also ask. So a lot of times I feel like even the categories of fonts, like serifs, serif fonts, like there's so many categories that people don't think of. Do you yes. even know like how many categories are there? Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, that's a great question because you can really kind of get into the nitty gritty here. So there's slab serif, sans serif, serif, um, script, handwriting, um, just, um, gosh, I can't even think of some off the top of my head right now, but there's just so many different categories of fonts and it's kind of like, you know, from one site to the next or one font platform to the next, they kind of change, you know, what they name them. I would say the top ones are probably your slab, your sans, your serif, 
and your script or calligraphy Mm -hmm. would be like those kind of main ones. But then it also gets into these other ones that are a little bit more funky. Like even on some sites, they say funky, so you can have a funky type face. So it really, from platform to platform, it changes a little bit, but... Yeah, I think even, like, obviously with my experience in this arena with you, I've learned so much in this area, too. But um, I think you oftentimes don't even realize that these fonts, these individual fonts that you choose for your brands live under categories like these that have, like, each category has its own meaning, like Courtney was just talking about from, like, modern, clean, and universal, like, that lives within a category. So I think that can be really interesting as as you dive into, like, the world of fonts is understanding, like, which category first you're going to dive into before you start exploring what's each individual font is within that category yes so as we move on from fonts because that's a crazy topic um so what photography style would you choose this is a great question and i think a thing that a lot of people don't necessarily think of right away when they start building a brand especially if they're not a photography brand you don't really think about photography if you're not in the photography business but photography plays such a strong role in a brand um, that is something you really need to think through when you're building out that identity So here, we're going to think of our final destination. What does that place look like? What emotions does it evoke? You'll want your photography style to do the same. So if we're going to go somewhere warm, but we want to relax, but we want a little bit of adventure too, our photography style would best be a bright photography style, nothing that's moody or dark or dingy. We want it to be airy, so we want it to have some space, not be overcomplicated, not have a lot of things going on in there, and then maybe even capturing a little bit of movement. So let's say we're on the beach because we're on this warm destination, but you know we want to catch the waves kind of crashing in, or we want to catch a surfer out in the distance. So like bringing in a little bit of that movement really ties back to that little bit of adventure that you're looking for. Yeah, this can be a really fun aspect of your style guide too that you bring to life in so many different ways from the imagery on your website to the patterns you create for your brand to um, what fills your social feed and also just being able to hand the style guide over to a photographer who might be able to help you bring this to life can help really make sure that every asset that you have built for your business really speaks to your brand strategy. Yeah. I would say a great place to start with photography, too, would be um, sites like Unsplash or Pexels. They're amazing platforms where you can go and um, source photography and download photography to use on your website or your social platforms or wherever you might need for your brand. Um, And it's a great way to kind of just like build what you think your brand photography style needs to be for your actual brand. So... If this feels overwhelming and hard, (laughs) it is because it is. This is not an easy thing to do, even coming from somebody who builds brands all the time and who has also built our brand. It is hard, and it is hard to build your own brand. Your own brand is the hardest brand that you'll ever work on, Um, but it is so crucial, these steps to make sure that you have your brand strategy and your brand identity working together and working apart and making sure that you have these pieces and that they're super strong and relate back to everything you want for your business and for who you are serving. Um, And sometimes even if you feel like you have that visual part of your brand down but lack in your strategy, you can always go back to somebody and work with them on that strategy. We've had multiple clients that have come to us and have said, I love the way my brand looks, but I just don't know how to convey my brand and I don't know what my vision is or who I'm trying to attract or talk to. So we can take your brand identity 
and work to create your brand strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so as you go, give your own brand a little audit, so to speak, and take a look at everything. If you are struggling to answer questions, just even about like how to serve your audience on social media or what should you create content for. Oftentimes you might be struggling with these questions because you don't have a clear brand strategy to work from. So we encourage you to give your brand a little audit, looking at all of those things from the strategy side of it down to even the colors. What do the colors in your current brand stand for and does that feel right and does that resonate with you? So grab a pen and paper go back to the show notes. We'll have all of these written down for you so that you can easily print them out and write in them. And then um, see if your brand kind of stands the test. Like see see if it's working, see if you are struggling, or then just go back to the drawing board and kind of see what you need to tweak and where you need to go from there. So if you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes that drop every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and you'll be entered for a chance to win a box of Duo's favorite things. And at the end of every single month, we'll be doing a drawing and the winner will receive this box of goodies. So we'll see you next week.